This is The Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Angela is a world-renowned adolescent psychologist and parenting teenagers expert and best-selling author of the young adult book, Smuggled. This book tackles the issues of child trafficking and exploitation. Angela rose from an extremely impoverished background and suffered childhood abuse. But like a lotus, she thrived despite the mud and muck that was her life. She is the founder of Raising Remarkable Teenagers. This organization helps parents of teenagers raise mentally healthy and highly effective children. Angela also works with teenagers and high school leaders and staff to create motivated and successful schools. Her mission is to help schools simply relate to and produce well-adjusted Gen Z workers. We're today with Angela. I have a lot of questions for her because I know there's a lot of moms and dads out there that might be asking the same questions. So I'm going to put them out there. Thank you so much for being here, Angela. How are you today? I'm really good, China. Thank you for this time that we are going to have great fun and great learning together. Yes, yes. I, I got a feeling this is going to be very informative. Now, I know you guys in America are probably hearing Angela's accent. She is from London, England. Is there like a different London, England, like a part that you are in right now? I am in Oxfordshire, which is not, which is uh, about an hour away from London. So it's all good. Okay. Are you near where the queen used to live? No, because we are in London. She lived in London. Oh, but we live in Oxfordshire. Okay. I thought she lived outside of, of London. So she actually lived in London. It is in London, but there are, she's got other places where she lived. There is also Scotland, in Aberdeen. There's different places where they have the castles, but not, um, not, not near where we live. No. <laughs> oh, Okay. Yeah. I have, like I said, I have a few questions for you. Now, my first one is, is there a difference, Psycho- psychiatrist, psychologist? There's a difference? There is a difference, right? So a psychiatrist is a person who has studied medicine and then they, they go on to specialize with mental health. Okay. So they, they are doing what we do, but they, it's on a medicinal, uh, medicinal level. So they are medical doctors who then specialize 
with mental health problems. So what they do is they are dealing with um, prescriptions for pathology for if, if something, if they believe that there's chemical problems in your brain that's causing mental health problems. Now that is what a psychiatrist is. Psychologists, we study the same. So, so what they do is they are able to prescribe medicine for mental health problems. Now, a psychologist like me, we study why, like why people behave as they do. Why are people experiencing these mental health problems? So we study that and then we make recommendations about what we believe can be the intervention or the cure. And then we can either recommend medication sometimes or we have what we call psychological interventions or social interventions, other, other interventions that do not include taking medicine, right? So we work very close together, right? It's just that as a psychologist, I can make recommendations, but I cannot prescribe okay. uh, medicine. I right? see. Okay, yeah. so basically, you're more on the lines of Sigmund Freud. Am I right? Well, we, we have, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's Sigmund Freud, there's uh, social learning, there is, a, it's about a lot of why someone behaves as they do. So right? what I mean is more talking. You you guys, you want people to to talk more and that's how you get to the root of their problem? Is that right or wrong? Yeah, there is that, but then there's also... There is also observing because there are many things like what happened, what happened to you in your childhood. We have theories like attachment, you know, we, we've got theories like trauma. And yes, people can talk, but sometimes if they don't talk, we are able to look at the history and establish why you are behaving as you do. But then we also have another one where we are here. Where do we go from here? We're not going back to what happened to you. We're going forward. What do you want? Because we understand that thoughts, our thoughts and our feelings, because we are electromagnetic beings, we are able to change our directions in life by the thoughts that we have and the feelings that we have. So as I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, as scientists, because as psychologists and scientists, we, we are aware that human beings are electromagnetic beings. And I mean, there's religious sectors and scientific sectors. They all tell us we become what we think. Exactly. Right? I agree with that. Yes. And it's true. And a lot of people don't want to believe that because right. we don't want to take responsibility. Right. Right. And there's lots of studies out there showing that, 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 that is very true. I was telling somebody on one of my other shows that they did a study. I'm not sure where, but study was done and they had uh, heavy people and they had skinny people. And they told the skinny people to stop saying you're skinny. 
We're going to be giving you medication and we're going to help you with your skinny problem. And but we want you to start saying that you're you're not skinny anymore. You're you're a normal weight and you're healthy. And they give them this pill and the pill was a tic tac. So they started gaining weight and they started, you know, looking healthy and they, they didn't look so drawn in. So the heavy people, they told them they, they gave them a, a pill and they said, this is to help you with your weight. You know, stop. But stop telling yourself that you're fat. Stop telling yourself that you're overweight. Tell yourself that you're, you know, you're looking good. You're losing weight. You're skinny. And they started losing weight and they were given a Tic Tac as well. So it's basically what you think. I learned that a long time ago. If you believe that you're a bad person, well, that's your whole body is going to try to make that true, especially your mind, right? Absolutely. And this is what we call the placebo effect. Mm -hmm. The placebo effect, it's even in medicine, it's there. Because they wonder, why is it that, that when someone believes in a particular outcome, it becomes... Right. Even medical doctors, our colleagues, our learned, other learned colleagues will tell you, a person who believes they'll get well, those are their best patients because yeah, yeah. they get well. Right. Because this is what happens. The doctor dresses the wound, but you heal yourself because right. you have the mechanism our bodies are engineered in such a way that they are self-refining. They are self-healing. Yes, I believe but that. We only have to get into a state, the state, the state we call homeostasis, for us to heal. Right. So okay. that's all we have to do. We we believe that as scientists, but also even in religious sectors. For example. One of the most popular questions that Jesus asked, do you believe? Wow. And, wow. And he also asked, and he also said, your faith has healed you. Wow. Yes. Man, and that was powerful. You just gave me chills. You just yeah. gave me chills. And, and the reason I get excited about these, these ideas, China, is that I am able to work with people who don't want to believe anything to do with, with the religion or Christianity, right? And I say to them, that's fine. We have the science to prove that. And on the other hand, there are people who say, I don't want to do anything, I don't want anything to do with science. And I say to them, that's fine. Let's go to what the master said, right? What did the master say? What did the master say? What did the master say? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is what, really, that is what heals us. We, you know, he, let, me, let me go. For those of us who are listening, give me, give me grace for a minute to, to talk about um, a, a bit on, on, I'm from the Christian faith, right? But I okay. obviously don't want to enforce that on anyone, but I just right. want you to listen to me for one second because there's that that thing of uh, Jesus saying that I only do what I see the father doing right right and he also says what well, I remember there was a time he was about to be crucified and they wanted to stone him and and he asked the religious leaders is it not written in your scrolls that you too 
are gods. You too are sons of God. So why do you want to kill me when I say I'm a son of God? You too are. It says that. Yeah, yeah. And what God can do, we are also able to do. Why? Because we are made in the image of God. Amen. And, Amen. and uh, you know, for example, it says we could go in and go in. There's a lot to talk about, but I like to to say to people, all these things are possible. All, all of them. these things are possible yes. to those that believe. Right? Yes. yes. So we have to come to a point where we say, you know, I believe, I believe. One of the things, one of the greatest, and I, you probably are going to ask me this question later, but one of the, the recommendations I give to parents on a constant basis is to proclaim that, it, especially because we work with teenagers who a lot yeah. of parents say are difficult. Yeah. And I say to them, our children, our kids will rise or yeah. fall to the level that we believe for them. That's right. Yes. And, and I said to them, the, and people are like, well, what, why should I praise my kid? They're, they're, they're crazy. They, they don't listen. They, they don't. And I said to them, one of the greatest examples that we have, especially, especially I say in the Bible, but and also I can also talk about praise in terms of psychology, is yeah. just before Jesus was given his mission and he was being baptized by John the Baptist, there was the voice that came and said, this is my son of whom I am proud of, right? Yeah. So yeah. God in all his magnificent knew and wanted to demonstrate to us that that is what praise, we need. Praise Amen. is very important. And remember, at that point, Jesus had not done anything. He was not being praised for what he has done. He was being praised for just being the child. Yeah. And that is what we as parents can learn. Praise. In fact, we know that praise, we call it the law of increase. Even in scientific faculties, we know that even plants, I tell you, China, plants, oh, farmers, I know. Farmers I know. Who, who praise their crops get they the better need, crop. They need praising, yeah. Absolutely. So, I, I had a plant I used to talk to and everything. This plant was so beautiful, it, it surrounded my whole bathroom. But when I would sit on the toilet or in the shower, I would talk to it. You were so beautiful. <laughs> I love you so much. I'm not kidding you. And, and I went right. away for about a week or so and it died. But it's like, it needed that praise. Absolutely. So yeah. imagine, imagine if it's if praise is that is that powerful for a plant, how much more for a human kid? Exactly. Right? Yeah. So yeah, so let's carry on. So that, I don't even know what I've talked about, but I know we've talked about the differentiation between being a psychiatrist and a psychologist. And and again, we talked about the power of the mind. Yes. This, this is not, we, this, this is not to be taken lightly. China. No, no. To be taken, even, you know, it says, as a man thinketh in their heart, so is he. Because yeah. we become that which 
we I know I know I'm so glad you're here oh man because that is so powerful and I know exactly what you're saying I was not taught that but I know in my heart and my mind this is how I got over a lot of trials and tribulations in my life Mm -hmm. by believing exactly what you said now I remember a woman to give you another example of the placebo effect when I was working in a nursing home this woman came in she had osteoporosis if you even turned her the slightest bit her neck would break or her arm would break I mean she her bones were like brittle I knew exactly being in natural health I knew exactly what her problem was it was soda it was Mm -hmm. just basically sucking the fluid out of her bones and she Mm -hmm. still drank soda and I don't know if the doctors told her that that was the problem but anyway she was in excruciating pain Mm-hmm. and all the time because of this osteoporosis mm-hmm. so the doctor she had become like almost a drug addict the doctor didn't want to keep giving her these pain pills yeah i suggested to him because we were friends give her a tic tac <laughs> she is in need of these pills because that's what her mind is telling her okay mm-hmm. yeah she might be in pain okay but if you make her believe that you know, this pain is gone now because you just gave her this pill. She really, truly believes that, and it will become so. Well, they bet me $10 that that would not work because they had dealt with her for at least five years, and they knew that, you know, nothing worked. they tell her, okay, you got 15 more minutes. You're going to get your pill soon. Oh, she'd be screaming. They gave her the Tic Tac. Yes. She fell fast asleep. Wow. She believed that that, that was a pill. And that helped her and that, that eased her pain. And I know that for a fact, because like I said, I've done it on myself. And there are so many books out there. Oh, yeah. My, my daughter said to me, oh, I'm feeling sad. Well, I literally shook her. And I said, okay, let me tell you something. Why are you sad? No, I don't know. Okay. You have the world not to be rude or anything, but I said, you have the world by the balls. Yes. You have everything you want. You have food. You have a roof. Okay. Mm -hmm. Those are minor things. You have your sight. Mm -hmm. You have your movement. You have your hearing. Mm -hmm. Why are you sad? Mm -hmm. Let's go to people who don't have those things. Mm -hmm. There is no reason for you to be sad. I said, so are you sad? Oh, now that you said it. Now that you said it, mom. <laughs> it's perspective. It's perspective. And again, this is what happens. What we focus on is what grows. Amen. So if we are focusing on the negative, yep. that's what's going to grow. Yep. But we can shift our perspective. Amen. And then we shift our perspective to whatever is good, whatever is of good, you know, whatever, whatever is wholesome. Yeah. Think of this. And when we shift our focus to that, then that is what we see and that is what encompasses us. Now that that's again, it's in the it's in it's in religion, it's in it's in Christianity. But at the same time, we know that for sure in science that energy follows focus. Yes. Yeah. So 
if your focus is on the negative, guess what's going to happen? And guess what you're doing? You're creating, remember we talked about the thoughts and feelings? Creating, yeah. Einstein said, there is a field. Each human being has a field. In fact, we can measure this electromagnetic around every person, right? Yeah. Yeah. And your thoughts and your feelings create that field. Now, when you're thinking in negative terms, mm -hmm. why do they say that, that bad things come in three? Because that's, that's what's going to happen. Yeah? <coughs> Sorry. You can only attract that which is in your frequency. Yeah? So that's yes. what's going to happen. Wow. Mm -hmm. See, I knew there was a reason God picked you to be on this show. Because you are enlightening people right now. Because I know exactly what you're saying, but more people have to know it. And guess what? There will be less mental illness, less people feeling sorry for themselves. And I'm not saying what people go through, you should take light to that. No, what I'm saying is you can move forward from it. Absolutely. Just today. It's not I the end all. Mm -hmm. If Just you don't want it to be, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I am ready to get into the nitty gritty and get down to the questions because mm -hmm. I know you have some powerful answers. Mm -hmm. I could just tell. What does it mean to be a psychiatrist? You re already explained that to us. Yes, but yes. Now, okay, if I was a mother and I have a child who is suffering from depression, mm -hmm. do I take her to a psychologist or a psychiatrist? Now... I always, I always recommend don't go straight to medicine because I agree on, with you there. Yeah. On a very personal basis and also on a professional basis, I think there is a tendency for us to just throw pills. Get a quick fix. Quickly, quickly microwave solutions. Mm -hmm. And what we know about mental health problems, anxiety, depression, it's the neurocircuits, because the low mood, the low mood, right? What we want is for the, for the child, for the person to learn how to regulate. Because the reason you're in that low mood is because you're... Your, your, what we call the serotonin, the endorphins, those right. chemicals, the, the chemicals in the brain that right. gives you, that keeps you at balance and keeps the you neurotransmitters. Absolutely. They, they are low. Mm -hmm. And we as people are capable by our own thoughts. Yeah. To change that. It all, it all goes back to that. Yep. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. then what happens is a lot of people don't know how to self-regulate. Right. And all of this is about self-regulation. Like you said, if you said to you, you said to your daughter, why are you sad? Compare this and compare this. And straight away, she was able to see a different perspective. She really did. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you when you're able to help people see a different side of it, right? Then what happens is the neurons develop a different way of thinking, and then the pill they could have given you, they don't have to give you. Right. So there's a lot of self-regulation needed. Unfortunately, and the reason why I say that sometimes we run to the pill so quick is that once you get into taking those pills, what happens? You keep taking them. You keep taking them and your brain becomes lazy. It doesn't have to do anything. Okay. See, I'm telling you, you are amazing. I tell people that with a lot of things, okay? If you are having problems going to the bathroom and you take a laxative, you're done because eventually your bowels aren't going to move on their own anymore. Uh, Absolutely, China. Okay. You know, it's it's the same as if you want to have the, if you want to have your legs working, right? For example, if I want to to move from here to the bathroom and I'm always, every time I want to move, I take a little scooter. I take a little scooter. It's taking me there. I'm doing what I need to do. Right. But what's happening? Legs are getting weak. Absolutely. It's disabling my legs. And that's what we as a people need to understand, right? If you don't use it, you lose it. Absolutely. If you don't use it, you lose it. And the thing is, there is definitely a place for medicine. But it is Mm. never and was never meant to be long-term solutions. I mean, it's not supposed to be like that. You need to question yourself. Why am I dependent on this? Was this how I was made to be? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's not the way we were made to be. Our bodies are very resourceful. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Our creator is a very resourceful uh, being. Yeah. Right. And in, in the same, and that's why we were made in that same image because we are, that's why China, when you get a cut, mm-hmm. right? Yes. The doctor can cover it with the, with maybe antiseptics or so that you don't get infection or everything. Right. But no one heals you but you. Right. I, amen. Because, because there is mechanism in in inbuilt within us. I tell you. Yeah. You know, you know I want to say this, and and it and it gives me grace and joy when I think about this because in nine in the nineteen nineties, a scientist we discovered that in every cell of a human being, mm-hmm. there is what we call the God code. Okay. And, and the God code, it's a five letter code. Yeah. And it says, God eternal within my body. Yes. And I want to ask you, as you, you guys who are listening and you and your Christians, what does Emmanuel mean? Oh <laughs> God. <laughs> God within us. Yep. Yep. Right, and mm-hmm. then we have scientists see that code, and and if you doubt me, if you doubt me, I want to remind you of 
any of us that's listening here, maybe you did some chemistry at some point, and mm-hmm. you know the periodic table. The periodic table, when you see an H, mm-hmm. what does that mean? I don't know. What does it mean? It means hydrogen. When you see an O, what does it mean? Oxygen. It means oxygen. So we have this code, God eternal within my body. Wow. Right? Yes. And what does that mean? We can heal ourselves. We can heal ourselves. We are. I know it. You know, all that. And and we just have to believe that that is who you are. Because if we don't believe it, then nothing happens. Right? No. This power within us is activated by our belief in it. Yes. Right? And that's why a lot of people say, I mean, in the science circle, they say, believe or have faith uh, be positive yes i've heard doctors say that yeah i've heard doctors say that absolutely Mm -hmm. and 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 this when i speak about this i get so excited because i'm like passionate i I just get excited because i can say to people yeah we can do this we we Uh can do this we can change human beings Yes. I think it was James Allen that said, he's the father of psychology, said, this is the greatest discovery of the 20th century, that human beings can, you know, can change situations by the power of their thoughts. Oh, I know. I know. Absolutely. And and you were saying it way later after the masters had said it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's very... Do you know today, I'll tell you something, right? Today I posted something on LinkedIn and all of my social media and I said, each one of us has um, 86, 400 seconds a day. But most of us, right? Actually, how, how I said it was, if you had 86,400 pounds mm-hmm. and someone came and stole your 10 pounds, would you take the remaining 300, 600, I mean, 86,390 and throw it away in anger because the person has stolen 10 pounds? No. I don't, I don't think anyone would do that. No. But we do that all the time when we allow what someone has said or done to us in that 10 seconds. Oh, yeah. To steal our joy. Yes. Yeah. We throw away the whole day. Uh huh. Ruminating, thinking, you know, even thinking of revenge or thinking. All sorts of things, and we ruin our day because yeah. someone has fallen that ten, you know. And and the power suggestion is very strong too. Absolutely. I, I know a mother. She she tells her daughter, "Oh, you know, you get depressed when you don't have you know new sh- shoes." Or I forget what how she said it, mm. but I said, "You're actually telling your daughter that she gets depressed. So what do you think's going to happen? She's going to be depressed." Absolutely. And what if, what if that mother could turn that round? Around, right? 
For example, every morning before my daughter goes to school, I say to her, I know you're going to do well. Today, everything is going to work out for you. It's going yeah. to be a great day for you. Sometimes she gives me those eyeballs. <laughs> you know, like teenage eyes, right? Yeah, yeah. You're but crazy, mom. <laughs> you're crazy, mom. But I know the power of suggestion. Yes, right? so do I. I so know the power of suggestion. And again, it's, it, it, you know, you shall decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. Yeah, yeah. And at, and at the same time, China, right? Yeah. We know this is a psychological concept. Yeah, it of is. self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes, yes. That which we call out comes to be. Yeah. Again, because, remember I said we are electromagnetic beings, right? Yeah, yeah. And whatever that we whatever frequency if you tune into let's say 84.5 fm right that's the music you will hear right 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 so same thing absolutely it's the same thing i wish we all could understand and i'm not i know i'm not in any way claiming that i'm there yet 100 percent. i've got no. my moments where, where no, i have to I have to pinch myself and say, "What? Well, why are you thinking that? You should exactly. know that, right? Yeah, yeah, and same here. I recalibrate, yeah? So. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, my daughter said to me the one time she said, uh, I'm I'm not a social person. She goes, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of introverted. I <laughs> said, you are? She goes, yeah, I'm, I'm not that social. I said, guess what? You're one of the most social people I've ever met. She goes, I am. I go, yeah, if you if that's what you want to believe. If you want to believe that you're not social, you're gonna not be social. If you're gonna believe that you're social, you're gonna be social. So she just started school. She used to be homeschooled. Now she's in um public school. She said to me, Oh, yeah, I have lots of friends. I'm very social. I said, Okay, so you're you're social now? Yes. I said, Oh, okay, because I remember a few months ago you weren't social. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, but that is very that's that's very wise of you to help her recalibrate. Exactly. If we, if, you, if we don't help them recalibrate, they go down the, the they go down that de, the, the depression route, right? Thinking right. all these damning thoughts about themselves. Crazy things. Crazy things. Crazy I stuff. told her, I said that that's the devil and you are no different than anyone else because everyone has bad thoughts or sad ah. thoughts. Okay. Yes. But it's up to you to try to get rid of them and put them aside because they're not real. Yes. You know, and, and so, they don't have to, they don't have to be your experience. Yeah. No. They don't have to be your experience. You, we can change our environment by what we think about and that's something we really need to teach our kids we can choose right they can choose they can choose and they don't have to dumb themselves because yes. they a lot of the language is very damning it's very damning right yeah yeah what about we teach them to think highly of themselves 
Exactly. Think, you know, think. But not in a in, not in a narcissistic way. No, but no, 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 no. In a it's, way where they're okay with themselves. This is from a position that I am a wealthy human being. Yeah. And that does not make me more wealthy than another person. Right. 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 I, I am. I am a valid human being. My my opinions, my dreams are valid. Other people's opinions are, and dreams are valid as well, right? Yeah. It yeah. doesn't mean you going, you you tramping on top of others. That's not what we are talking. That's not what we are talking about here, yeah. right? Yeah. We're yeah. talking about a knowledge yeah. of who you are, exactly. and when we. And, and when we and and being children, okay with it, right? Absolutely, and be okay with it. And it's it's the same. I it's it's like I mean, for example, like what I said, like Jesus said, I am the son of God. And I'm not saying you're not the son of God, it also says you're sons of God. So only right. right. I'm not saying I'm the son of God and you you're nothing. No. Right, right. I'm not saying that I'm saying. That's who I am. I am a child of God, and so are you. And yes. so are you. And so are you. So what yes. does that make us? It makes us all relevant. Yes. All valid. Yep. All valuable, right? Mm-hmm. And that is where then I, I teach a class where that we call the five R's, which is the the five habits of highly effective teenagers and respect is the first one mm-hmm. and respect is about knowing who you are and in knowing who you are you understand the value of other people amen and when you understand the value of other people there can be no you know you don't think you're any better than another person but you don't think you're any less than them right right it's amen story it's a very wholesome position to be. Yeah. It's, it's, for example, it's like the sun. The sun knows its position. It comes out every day and shines. But it never stands there to laugh at the moon that, or you're nothing, or you don't come out in the day. It, yeah. It's none of that, right? Yeah, or, exactly. You see, that's, that's the kind of, and nature, nature teaches us as, that you know the rose will will bloom and shine and be beautiful for everyone to see but you never see it going around and taunting the 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 you know the the yellow flower or you're not like right right it's not gonna happen no because because it is what it is right absolutely it just shines in its magnificence right yeah and It, it allows all the others to shine in their magnificence, right? Yeah. My my so daughter that, said to me, she said, uh, "Oh, you, you, your your butt's so big." She goes, "Were you ashamed of it in school?" I said, "No, this is my butt. My mama had the same butt." I said, "It is what it is, honey. <laughs> I am not ashamed of it at all. In fact, people are going to get operations so that they can get the same butt." <laughs> and you and you got it. Just like that, right? Just like that. Just like that, and it's yeah, and it's, and it's about accepting ourselves 
for who we are and knowing that we are okay. Right. <laughs> we are okay no matter. We are unique. Everyone uh, is, there is, even twins aren't exactly alike. You absolutely. Know? God made us all different, you know, and I, I say all the time, if we were all the same, what a boring world this would be. Oh, it would be boring. It would be so boring. So boring. We would be so boring. We would die. I think think we would. We'd die from boredom. (laughs) Tell me about the organization you started helping parents and their teenagers. What was that all about? Yeah, my yeah, my company is called Raising Remarkable Teenagers, and uh, oh, I'm so <laughs> proud of you. That's awesome. Thank you, thank you so much. And this, I believe it. It's it. It was always um, a desire for me to. I've always been in the field of empowering young people, and yeah. and the reason I I believe this this was what I was made for because when I was younger. A mentor made a big difference in my life. Okay. Yeah. And, and I believe that's from where this desire to be able to mentor young people came from. Right. And then I, I had been doing that for many years and many years. And then a couple of years ago, I discovered that there was, um, yes, we were empowering young people, but then I discovered Parents actually didn't know how to do this. And the reason they didn't know is because of, 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 of the generations, you know, how, how things have changed, right? right. And, uh, and, and I thought, what if every kid would feel, you know, what when they say to you, oh, my God, you changed my life. You did this and you changed my life. What if? they would say that to their own parents. Right. Because that's what I want. I want them to look at their parents and think, oh my God. Yeah. You are awesome. Yeah. You taught me things about me. Yeah. That, you know, that have made me be a better person. Yeah. And that's the reason I started this, so that I can teach parents, I can show parents how to be mentors, how to be models. And yeah. how to be motivators of their own young people. And, and, and here is the thing. In research, we began to see, especially when our young people are becoming teenagers, adolescents, there is a, there is a gap. There is a disconnection that happens. Mm-hmm. And because of that disconnection... Because the kids are, are going their own way a lot. Absolutely. And... We have this, we have this uh, sort of disconnection that happens that parents don't understand, right? And because parents don't understand it, our young people, again, research shows us that 40% of our teenagers, they say they are lonely. And we're yeah. not talking about orphans. We're talking about regular family kids, right? Right, right. So I, I began to, why is it that my kid Actually answered, yeah, I am lonely. Yet wow. she lives, she lives in my in my house, and we yeah. think we are okay. Yeah, yeah. What is happening? Yeah. So, and and that is why I thought, oh my god, a lot, and that's almost half 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 of all teenagers, right? Right, right. So I decided no. 
this is not just because sometimes as practitioners, as researchers, I believe sometimes we fail the Man. society. Yes, yeah. we have all this research, we have all this good information, but it's in the books, it's in our yeah. journals, right? Yeah. Yes. But what I want is that every parent knows this information. Let us disseminate this information so that it can be practical, so that it changes our lives. Wow. I wish I lived where you lived. We would <laughs> rock them over there. We Absolutely. would make a better society. So that's that's why I do what I do. And yeah. uh, that's incredible. You know, it's about building connection with our young people. And then another thing I have started doing again is, is with employers. Now, you know, they, they, what's happening now is there's an influx okay. or, or an avalanche of Gen Z's entering into employment, right? Right. So, but, but then what we are seeing in companies is high turnover, right? right. There's a lot of conflict because... A lot of employers don't understand these kids. These kids come into into our companies, and they want this. They want this. They are they are confident. They are you know they know their rights. They know you know, and yeah. we don't understand and take offense. Really, yeah, and we feel offended, right? And we behave in ways that they either leave or they get fired. They get fired, but then. Here is a key card, China. What we know about these Gen Zs. In the last two decades, mm -hmm. these are some of the most hardworking, believe it or not, they are the most hardworking generation. And if we were able to tap into who they are, right. we would have the, you know, we would have the best workers. Wow we would have the best environment and they would serve the community like never before. Right. But we are missing, as companies, a lot of companies are missing the breaches that are in Gen Zs. And you know, people people argue, they say, oh, because no, they don't understand, right? But people, though these kids are lazy. Actually not, they're not lazy. Yeah? And I'll show you why they're not lazy, right? Yeah. Your kid, my kid, when they get onto something they are interested in, they can be there for two hours. True or oh, not? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Uh, so, is that laziness? No. That's focus. Mm -hmm. That's focus. Yeah. What if we were able to direct that so that they can serve the community in that way? Right. Yeah, and that's what and that's what I'm I'm trying to speak to to companies and say to them we need to tap into their thinking. You know, a lot of employers they they, they have this certain way of doing things. Right. I call it the, the, I call it the snail way, right? Because it you might know? be like baby boomers, right? Yes, absolutely. Like <laughs> a couple. So they have this way of doing things. Then you have these kids. Who come up with oh, new yeah. ways of... They're fast. They, you know, they're fast. They're like this, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. what, what we're doing is we are forcing a kid who has a solution, who has a space-time solution yeah, yeah. to go through the snail way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. So, so it doesn't work like that. But mm -hmm. what if 
we were able to say, show me. Right. Tell me. Yeah. So yeah. this is where we want to go. Right. What's your way? Show me that spacecraft that can take me there. Right. Your way. Yeah. But we don't do that. Mm-hmm. We're saying to them, here is the snail truck. Mm-hmm. Take that route. And the kid is thinking, I'm already, I, I already have no a way we can get there before yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and we have a lot of conflict in that way. And also we have kids, kids who have, you know, they, they're very committed to, to issues that most of us who didn't, were not committed to. They're committed to environment. They're committed yeah. to, you know, they're committed to equality. They're Even politics. To, yeah. And yeah. instead of saying, how can we use this? To propel yeah. the company forward, what we are saying to them is, you can't do this. You can't do this. In essence, we are killing a part of them. And I can tell you what China, most of us, right? Anyone who was born before the e, the 1989, before the Children's Act, right? Yeah, yeah. Most of us were born before. Most most parents who have teenagers were possibly born before then, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then we have kids who know their rights, who know... Yeah, I know. See, I have, <laughs> I have the right and I have the desire to be seen. Yeah. To be heard. Yeah. To be true. valued, right? Mm -hmm. And then you meet with this me, the employer, yeah. who grew up in, who grew up in the age of I don't see you. I don't right. hear you. Right. You don't matter, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> so there's a lot, you see, there's a lot of collision, and and I, it's it's up to us to open ourselves, right? And I'm not saying we open ourselves and, and learn even nonsense. That's that's not that's not what I'm saying, right? Right, right. But what I'm saying is, let's lean in and listen. And mm -hmm. say to them, what can I learn from you? Right. And when we lean in and listen, we learn. Right. And then, because they feel valued and they feel valid, mm -hmm. they are more likely yes. to be even receptive to To be you. better workers, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Right? Yeah. But, I believe that. Yeah, so, but, yeah, so... That's another thing I do with, and, 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 and I say, apart from us just being employers, one of the things I say is, yes, you can employ the kid, you can, but what if you established such a healthy and wholesome relationship right. that you became a mentor? Yeah. And you actually shifted the way because we we also have a lot of wisdom. Oh yeah, yeah. We learn from each other. Yeah. We, mm -hmm. But the problem is, if we don't have a connectedness with these young people, yeah, we miss the opportunity to pass on the skills. Yeah. That's and true. 
that we have. And then there's a lot of loss. There's a lot of loss. So we are losing. They Mm -hmm. are losing. Mm -hmm. Right? So I think it's very important for us to open ourselves up and and be, be receptive. And as we demonstrate receptiveness, yeah. we are also able to feel safe enough to open up themselves so that we can pass on our wisdom. Otherwise, yes. both generations lose. Lose, yes, definitely. Yeah. You also are doing work in schools and you're helping uh, workers. I think you just kind of explained it. Helping workers understand kids, right? In schools. Absolutely. In schools and also in high schools, especially, I speak with heads of schools about what really motivates a kid to learn, right? Okay. Most, Most teachers will tell you, oh, the kids of these days, they, they don't want to learn. There's no one, everyone who's alive wants to learn. Right? Yes, yes. We are open. The, the problem is, it's up to us to make the environment, the environment conducive yeah. so they can be receptive. And, and interesting, you, you know. I, I want you to compare this with farmers, right? And I, and I say to teachers, right? If you were a farmer, would you go and throw your best seeds in uncultivated ground? Would you do that? No, No, you wouldn't. So why is it that we have these nicely planned lessons, best, you know, best programs and everything, Mm -hmm. and then we just go and dump them on kids? Mm -hmm. It's nothing is going to happen. It's it's dry ground. Right. How do you make them? Interesting. Interesting. And all that. How? By appealing to their psychological wellness. Remember we said, what do our kids want? They want to feel they matter. Yeah. They want to feel valued. They want to feel valid. Right. And I say to teachers, right? If you want best results, the first quarter of the hour, make it about cultivating the ground. Amen. Don't go and throw your best seeds into dry ground. Don't do that. Right. Get in there and say to them, China, how are you? I see you. Yeah. Your hair looks beautiful. Did you have a good day? You know, speak to each one of them. You have to bring the soil to life, right? Bring the soil to life. So that when you throw the seed, there is fire. It's ready. The kids are ready. Right? Going to absorb it like crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. And they will want to come back again tomorrow. Yeah. They're they're eager. They're eager. Most of us miss that because we're just thinking about my seed and how can I plant it. That's not. I, I, I mean, I... I have worked with some of the kids that people said, oh, this one could never get anything. Yeah. And 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 sometimes I'll be criticized for my 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 methods because sometimes yeah. I would say, Do you want to go to the park? Yeah. yeah it's that way, okay, let's go to the park, right? Yeah. And and as they as they begin to open up, as they begin to feel safe, 
Then, when I say to them, now tell me about this, whatever, whatever lesson we're we learning. Because now they are open up. Right. And they're soft. They become receptive. Right. And I'm telling you, when the ground is great, when the ground is great, you're going to get great results. Great results. Produce, yeah. you know? Yeah. Great yeah. produce. And that's, and that's what we want. Exactly. Right? So that's, an, that's another work that I do with teachers and heads of teachers. And it's about motivating. And sometimes learning is not linear. Right? Yes. Listen, you should go global because <laughs> I'm it's telling you. You know? Honestly. You should go global because I know you be needed in many schools. Now, you have you have kids who basically, you know, um, as a teacher, mm -hmm. you're trying to teach these kids. Now, what I've noticed, because I have grown kids and I have a 14-year-old, my youngest son, he, he liked to talk and he, he was very friendly. He's very social. And, and he had a nice personality. He still does today. So kids would be talking to him. And he didn't want to be rude, so he'd talk back. He's talking in the class. So he would get caught. <laughs> so the teacher said, oh, he talks all the time. So what she would do is she would take him and sit him up in a seat next to her. <laughs> okay? So every day he's up in this seat next to her because he's talking. And she's not able to get a handle on it. <laughs> So I, I had a talk with her. I went up there. I said, hey, I said, you know, what's going on? Oh, you know, he talks too much. The kids are talking to him. Josh is very popular. You know, the kids like him, so they're all talking to him. But he's the last one talking. He's trying to finish his conversation <laughs> when he shouldn't be. So she says, I sit him up here next to me. That's his punishment. So I say to her, okay, wait a second. I'm not trying to put you down or anything, but here's a question. When you went to school to be a teacher... And you learned everything that you had to learn about teaching children. Mm. Um, I believe even as a parent, you have to have more tools in your tool case. You only got one tool, sit him up in, in the seat. Like he's immune to it now because he says to me, oh, yeah, if I talk, she just puts me up in the front seat. I kind of like it, dear, because I can see all my friends. Like, so I'm saying to her, <laughs> you're only using one tool. Now this tool... Mm -hmm. And my son has become immune to it. So do you have other tools? Absolutely. And, and what I say, what I say in such situation is, again, let's go back to what do children, what do our young people want? Yeah. They want to feel they matter. They want to feel seen. They want to feel hard. They want to feel valued. They want to feel they are valued. Now, yeah. when a kid talks in class, you can say to them, for example, Josh, would you like, to, I, I can see you're talking, right? Would you like to share? And, and, I, and I believe what you're saying. Listen to this. I believe what you're saying is important. Otherwise, you'd not be saying it, right? right. Would you like to share it with the whole class right now? Or would you like to share it after? We'll give you a few minutes after the end of the lesson, and then you can share it. <laughs> now, here's what happens with such a situation. What? The kid feels affirmed, right? Okay, okay. Because you said to them, first 
what you said to them, I can see you're talking. It's not bad to talk, is it? You, you are not saying, I haven't said, I can see you're talking and I know you won't be talking if it wasn't something important, right? So yeah. I'm giving you an opportunity to share this with the whole class because I've already told you it's important, right? Yeah. You can share it now if it's quick or you can share it at the end of that lesson. Yeah. So now the kid knows that they have been seen, they have been heard, they, they know that they, they matter because what you, you've, you've told them that right. you know that what they were saying matters. And then you've given them an opportunity to share whatever they were talking about with right. the whole class now or later, right? How yeah. long does that take? It takes maybe half a minute. Yeah, yeah. Half a minute. And not only have you communicated that message to Joshua, yeah. To the whole class. Yep. Yeah. And then the kid is going to say to you, they are either going to tell the whole class or they'll say, I'll speak, I'll speak about it afterwards, right? Yeah. After, the, after the lesson. Yeah. And give them space. Give them space to express themselves, right? Yeah. And, and what does that cost you as a teacher? Yeah. Right. Or they're going to say, I don't want to talk about it in the class. And that'll be the end of that. They might say, I don't want to talk about it. Or, oops, I should, have, I should have been more quiet. That way, you're not telling them to be quiet. They are deciding for themselves that for themselves. what I was saying wow. is wow. I should have kept it to myself and spoken to my friends in the field, right? So when you present such opportunity, our young people are able to regulate themselves, right? Yeah. Yeah. In a in a situation, in a position where they also feel safe and they yeah. feel valued, right? Yeah. And I can tell you, as you do that, most of the time, if they want to say something, they'll come and say to you, oh, miss, I've got this thing, I'd like to tell the class this. And always, always give them that opportunity. And what happens is, apart from Joshua feeling valued, the rest of the young people, because... There's also this concept of, of observing. This is what happens as human beings. We take on the emotions depending on what we are observing. Okay. And that's why when it comes to punishment, teachers will punish someone so that other kids can learn. Right, right. Right? But in the same way, that's why it's very important for us to be conscious. In the same way, you can value this kid so that other kids can know, oh, that teacher values children. Yeah, yeah. And imagine if they're thinking, oh, this teacher values children. How does that make them feel? Yes. Do you think they're going to be good. more do you think they're going to be more receptive in oh, your definitely. classroom or not? Definitely, because they have more respect for you and they, they value you then as well. Absolutely, yeah. because you have demonstrated that you value them. Yeah. They will give you back. Again, there's another law we call the law of reciprocity, right? Which mm. is when you give me this, I have almost 
no otherwise but to give you the same yeah right yeah and and that's what happens and it's i think it's very important for us as as people even even the society as a whole to to be very conscious about how we behave mm. in the presence of young people in the presence of children yes yeah because remember again i said i said at the beginning that our our kids will rise or fall to the level that we believe for them yeah so when i said the teacher can say i know you've got a good point mhm that way even the kid is able to open themselves up their creativity springs up right not inhibited no yeah no yeah they're open to pop absolutely and and those are some of the things i teach some of the ideas i teach heads of high schools and teachers just to be conscious about how we as a people behave interact with them interact yeah because it's about it's about relationships one of the phrases i use a lot is connection before yeah. correction connection yeah. before correction connection yeah. before oh, yeah. correction yeah. yeah well i if you believe in astrology but i just i like it cuz it's fun but i'm a gemini mm-hmm. and they say we thrive on connections and that is so true it really is i do i i thrive on having connections with people making connections you know in in my daily life you know mm-hmm. um i'm probably one of the only people that have uh, 43k followers and friends on facebook and guess what i know every last single one of them and every last single one of them i have had some sort of connection with wow yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's true. It's true. Oh my god. Um, I am definitely a people person and I thrive on connections. That's that's very true about the Gemini's. Here's another question and I this is a stupid one because I think everybody already knows the answer to it. <laughs> do you believe in God? Yes, I do. Okay. And I want to qualify this because I I don't believe in uh, like it's a person somewhere a particular shape or or color or any of that I believe God to be life the life that flows within you the same life that's flowing within me the same life that's flowing in that homeless person out there it's it's this you know in immortal all inclusive all knowing omnipotent everywhere at all time i believe there is that something that's beyond me that's beyond it's and i believe the reason i'm not able to understand or even put a face or um a def- definition to it is because if i was able to put a definition a face then god would stop being god because i have defined him or her mhm mhm but 
yes, I do. I believe there is that. I believe there's, there's God, some, a power that is beyond any of us yet in all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Amen. What does your faith mean to you? Oh, my faith. Wow. See, when I was talking about all these, you know, all, all this being able to, to, to do everything that I do, because I'm not, I don't know. Yes, I have, I think about what I do, but I believe there is, like, again, remember when I go to sleep, my heart is still beating. My blood is still flowing. What is that that does that when, you know, like when I'm not talking, when I'm not awake? First of all, that is God. And, and I'm in love with that, <laughs> that, what, that, that one. Because I'm like, what kind, that is, what kind of love is that? that yeah. even, even when I don't know myself. Yeah. You still want the best for me. Right. I want to align with that. Amen. And for me, that faith is the one that when I feel like I'm feeling defeated, China, when I feel like I don't know what to do. Amen. When I feel like I'm losing hope in in some situation, when I don't know the answers, I can say that, that which beats my heart when I don't know, the same power can find a solution for me for this. Amen. Oh, amen, girl. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that makes me smile. You know, it makes yeah. me smile because I'm like, I can actually abandon that, whatever my issues are, to that. Right? You can you can depend on the power of God all the time. All the time I can depend. This is who I can depend on. There's not much you can say you depend on a hundred percent, right? Except no. for God. Absolutely. Yeah, and because I, I know when for example, when I eat, that one that oversees all those processes that I yeah. cannot see. And mix and separate those nutrients. So they go into my blood and, you know. Bones and, yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah. You've got to trust that, that. Oh, my goodness, yeah, yeah. How about how about the fact uh, you're a scientist, so to speak, right? Yes. There is just the right amount of oxygen in the air for us to breathe and live. Mm-hmm. If it would go one even micro degree less or more, we would be dead. Am I correct or wrong? You are correct. Yes. And so is the is where the sun stands. You know, exactly where the sun stands. If it came a little bit lower or further we would all be exhumed, you know, we'd, we'd all be gone. We'd be dead. We'd be dead, right? Yeah. But there is that balance. You know, it's, I feel like, I, I almost want to cry because when I think of, you know, 
how even the ocean you can come up to here. Yeah. Otherwise, all these people, you know, it's it's the balance. The balance. Yeah. The balance is just, yeah. you know, like holding the earth in space. Um, unbelievable, right? It, it's just, and then that is the power we can, you know, sometimes I, 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 I'm human. Sometimes I worry about things sometimes. And I have to say to myself, you know the exact time the sun will come out tomorrow. And I'm worrying about where I'll get my other client. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'll make right? a way. God he always makes... does. For, for me, he Absolutely. always does. He makes a way. Absolutely. God makes a way in, you know, anywhere. Anywhere. Because everywhere is God's. Yeah. Yeah, if I go to the right, God's there. If I go to the left, God's there, right? Yeah. So everywhere and anywhere, it's just, it's just amazing when I think about this. It's just I have goosebumps just thinking about. <laughs> I know, me too, me too. <laughs> and it's it and it's so surreal because you know, like he knows. I wanna, I'm just going to say he, although I, I, I don't think it's a he or a she, because otherwise I would not be, if I'm made in the image of God and, and right. I'm a woman, right? I, but I'm just going to say he, just, right. just for, <laughs> I, I am just amazed at the goodness. Oh. Hmm? It's unbelievable. Yeah. And the goodness. Yeah. It's just it's just unbelievable, China. And it's just what what and, and I just love him so much because of everything he is. I, I just <laughs> love him so much. And I think once people realize what he is, what <laughs> he can do what he does, what he sacrifices mm -hmm. for us, mm -hmm. I think then they'll understand true love. Uh, absolutely. True love. True. And I search, yeah. I search for love my whole life. That's my story, you know? Yeah. But when I realized that God was, yeah, sure, I need a mate. Mm -hmm. He wants that for us. Mm-hmm. I have a mate. I want to be loved by my mate. But there is no love in this world that I can get that I feel from God. Mm -hmm. I, it just, it's uncomparable to anything. Absolutely uncomparable. And, and like we said earlier, there all the time. The mate... The children are not always here with us all the time. But God is here all, all, the, all time. the time. Do you think your faith helps you do your job well? Oh, definitely. Certainly. Certainly. The, the confidence, right? The confidence that uh, 
that everything will be okay. Everything will work out for my good. Yeah. That, and, and when I say confidence, you know, people say, oh, you're not afraid of anything. No, it's not that I'm not afraid of anything, but I know who holds everything. Yeah. That, that's where my faith is, you know, <laughs> on the one that holds everything, right? Exactly, and, yes. And that's where for me, I find confidence in, in knowing that I know all things will work out for good because I'm holding on to this. This God who knows everything, who knows the end from the beginning. Yeah. Before and it even happens, right? And he has good plans for me. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. come on. Right? Yeah. How and, could you not believe, right? And the masses are new every morning. So we got, and also the, the one of my most favorite verses is even when you are unfaithful, I will be faithful. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So even when I make my mistakes, right? This steadfast love is there all of the time. All the time. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I want to quickly, I know I can't compare God with anything. But I like sometimes to bring it to perspective, like your GPS, right? Your GPS says, okay, enter where you want to go. So I want to go here. I'm coming from here. And then I start driving and it's like, go left, go left, go. Sometimes I'll go, he'll say go left and I go back or wherever I go. It doesn't stand there and say, you, you foolish driver, you didn't listen to me. I'm not going to help you anymore. I'm not. It just says, recalculate. Yeah. That's God, right? Come on. Recalculate. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and God is saying, recalculate to me all the time. <laughs> yeah. No scolding, no telling you off. Yeah. Recalculating. Yes. And then we go, we go, turn right, turn left, turn whatever. Do that, do that, do that. And then we get mm -hmm. to the destination, right? And and such for me, that's that's love. Oh, big time. Yeah. Right. Now, my last question, you yes. Are a published author. Ooh, look at you, girl. I am. I am. <laughs> now, your, your book is titled Smuggled. Tell yes. us a little bit about that. Absolutely. Actually, <laughs> hold on a minute. Let me bring a copy up here. Okay. Copy up here. So, this book. Wow. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, this book. Wow, what can I say about it? I am so, so grateful for God choosing me to write this book and also for blessing me. I'm actually a best-selling author. Wow, good for you. Yes. <laughs> so that is another thing for which I am so grateful. And this book was inspired by... A lot of work that I have done with young people, 
And as you can guess, it's it, the topic is child trafficking. Wow. So it was inspired by a lot of work that I've done with young people, the stories I have heard about their struggles, their suffering. And uh, one day I was working with this young person and he shared his life. And I found out that he had been trafficked. Wow. He didn't even know that. He, did, he didn't know that. He just, he thought it was normal. He thought it was normal for someone to bring him to, to their house, to use him as a slave. And wow. yeah, he was a kid. He was 17. And as he was telling me that story, I'm thinking, that's not right. Yeah. You're, you should be waking up at four o'clock to clean up the house and to, and to, cook for the whole family and then sounds like an indentured slave that's yeah and then at nine o'clock you go to college and then you're supposed to be back at the and as he told me that i said to him we need to go to what in the uk we call it safeguarding and uh so i took him there and guess what china the next day, the kid never came back to college. <gasps> what happened? I don't know. Oh, my goodness. And you know what? For the next about two weeks, I was, I was having flashbacks, you know, like almost post-traumatic experiences. Because I, I wondered what happened to him. Yeah. Did, was he... Did the, did the host, the, the, the auntie, who he said was sort of an auntie, has, he, has she moved him to a different place or what? I don't know. And I was, I was very cross with myself. I said, I should, have take, I should have taken him to the police with me or a, a, a secure place. Some, and that's what made me think, you can't keep quiet about these things anymore. Good for you. And that's when I started writing this book. And as I wrote it, all the stories I had heard from a lot of young people, you know, I'm, you know, kids working in the hair salon, you know, trafficked kids working in people's, literally, I don't want to give away so much about this book. But what I can say is, when you read it, you discover what's happening right under your nose and you wow. don't know. Oh my goodness. And uh, here is the positive side of this book, is that you learn the power of young people because when this particular kid called Tuliana was trafficked, it was one of the kids that decided this is not right. What's mm -hmm. happening is not right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make a racket about this. Yeah. 
and what he did made you know he made the the country make a lot of changes brought a lot of awareness and yeah i think i think <laughs> i think you want to go and you know go and grab it and read it you will not be the same once wow. you read it, you cannot and hear what you hear and also because of the as you as you're aware i i am a psychologist but i also have a very a way with words i'm blessed to be able to to have the artistic side of me where i'm able to express words say a lot of people if you look on amazon or wherever or where all the books are sold they say when they read it they felt like they were in the story because of how descriptive it is yeah and one of the things i'm very grateful about china is because i wrote it in the feelings and the words of these young people it's quite visceral you can feel it even sometimes wow. i read it and i'm like whoa yeah i have to remind myself you wrote this book it's no yeah yeah but it's it's very palpable it's very visceral yeah Wow. Well, yes. congratulations on that. I'm glad you're doing well. And um question, where can people find your book and where can people find you in case they have any questions as a mother or father or parents that may be suffering with a sick child uh mentally or not being able to get out of depressions mm -hmm. and different things. Where can people find your book and find you? Right. You can find me on uh, really if you just google raising remarkable teenagers we are there right top there and you can contact us and I always give people um what I call clarity call so you call me let me know what's happening and then we decide what's the next step so raisingremarkableteenagers.com you can find us there the book smuggled you can find it anywhere where books are sold it's there on amazon.com and amazon.co.uk it's on amazon everywhere it's on, it's in barnes and noble it's on i would say it's on all, as far as i'm aware it's on all online bookstores and all on offline bookstores if you can if you if you can't find it in a bookstore near you just ask them they'll get one for you they'll order one for you and bring it to your store so oh, and and of course my name is Angela Karanja and again <laughs> I'm I'm on social media I'm on LinkedIn I'm on Facebook as so if you search Angela Karanja or raising remarkable teenagers whichever way you will find me and I'm so glad to hear China you are one one of the influencers that very connected with your community i am also very open i i have this open door policy and and a lot of people ask me how do you cope with this but i'm like i want people to know me the authentic me this is me this is what you see when yeah. we meet when we meet on one to one this is what you see when we are here this is what you see if we meet in the in in a in a conference this is what same thing 
Yeah. It's the same thing. And yeah, same here. And absolutely. And and I just want the best for all of us. What I want for myself, what I want for my teenage kids, what I want for my family is what I want for you. Amen. That's why I do the show. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's the same thing I want for 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 all the young people that go into employment. That's what I want for them. I just want the best for for us and and we can achieve that. And that's why I'm so so thankful for you China for inviting me to have this conversation with you. Yeah, I am so glad you accepted my invitation cuz God picked you out. I mean, I seen your profile I was like, okay, God was like, she's the one. I'm like, okay, well, I'll send her a message. <laughs> no, thank God you obeyed. I thank God that you obeyed, and yeah. and we've done this. Yeah, even with a lot of time difference, you've done it, and I feel so so blessed, so so blessed to have had this conversation. I and I pray that all of us, everyone that's listening, has been blessed. And like China said, if you've got any questions, reach out. My name is Angela Karanja. Or if you can't remember that one, just go to raisingremarkableteenagers.com and you'll yes. find us. Yeah. Well, thank you, Angela. I am so appreciative that you accepted my invitation. And I hope people learned a lot from this one because I'm telling you, if you got some kids out there that ain't doing right, ain't acting right, you got some good knowledge and information that just came from this beautiful, beautiful woman. Thank you, Angela. Wow, that was a great show. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Well, this is The Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers. Thank you for being here. And I want to say thank you. I was lost and you found me. I was dead inside and you breathed into me And you brought these bones alive I want to say thank you Thank you for saving me Thank you for loving me unconditionally God, you stood with open arms